Jacob here from That Time We Woke Up in a Podcast and Had to Explain Manga, our heated adventures overanalyzing manga we find interesting, aka the Overmanga Cast. This week we return to Spy X Family by Tetsuya Endo, with special guest and friend of the cast, Jump Cody. We read chapters 36 through 57, all the way to the end of the Great Cruise Adventure arc. Great to have you back, Cody, and to everyone else, enjoy the show. Hello everyone, my name is Sam, and welcome back once again to the Over Manga Cast, where this time we are once again joined by our uh, special guest, our uh, now good friend of the pod, I believe three is the magic number for this one, it's Jump Cody! Uh, you, you just like took it right out of my head. I was like, oh, do I get, do I get to be a, fan <laughs> of the sh- like a friend of the show? This is it, this is the moment. Guys, how's it going? Doing well. How you been, man? Good, good. Um, I guess is this my moment to say hi to everyone? Uh, yeah, I'm Jump Cody, and uh, I'm doing great. Having a great spring of my life here. It's I, I actually turned 31 on Sunday, so oh, happy birthday! Thanks. Feeling nice and uh, older, but at the same time feeling here uh, to like be fresh and new and try new things and not letting this be the reason i'm like getting older but be the reason like i'm getting better so um, it's a whole new decade to work with always always the goal uh, yeah i just i had to like kind of mentally shift that whole like crap you're getting older to like this is you're gonna be your best year yet um, <laughs> watch out world 31's the year right i to be here i am a uh, oh i have a new title i'm a digital marketing specialist viz media i work in shonen jump nice very nice yeah, that's that's my new title. I got that actually. Like that starts technically on uh, was that Wednesday? Was the first? Uh, yeah, Wednesday. Oh, Thursday. So anyway, um, or Friday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Anyway, the first is coming up. It has happened um, by the time you are hearing this, dear listeners. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So you you know by the time you hear this, I'm a digital marketing specialist at Viz Media. Uh-huh. Um, I was formerly the project manager, uh, but was hired into a cool role, like an interesting role and the the realm between marketing and editorial is this like gray blur uh not to mm-hmm. get too much into how the donuts are made but right like we have these great editors and and people that work on like serializing our our amazing manga um and then there's like this this marketing team behind it that's like ah what's our hottest series what's our coolest thing what like what promotions can we do how can we get people involved and in, in keep reading right so um i was like in in between both of those teams and now i'm like officially on one team or the other so it was kind of nice they like finally like kind of two years at viz now this this coming week as well so it'll be like a really cool way like to start fresh in the new fiscal year there and yeah it's gonna be great and it's it's just really cool because i've been working with the marketing team but now i'm like officially a role on the marketing team so um yeah so hopefully uh the fun things like the uh if you're doing the jujitsu kaizen poll that ends probably before you listen to this if you got to see that tweet and stuff like that that was that was kind of my doing so that's kind of cool stuff i do and the newsletters you guys get from viz those uh, i work on those as well so create some of those so kind of like overall what i do but i also work on like creative ads and other cool things and podcasts and other fun stuff so thanks for having me and uh mm-hmm. thanks for letting me have my two seconds of birthday spiel but 
Yeah, happy to be here. <laughs> We're happy to have you again. And uh, as always, here at the top of the show, we like to talk about our familiarity with the franchise. But uh, this is another uh, in our in a series of episodes on Spy X Family. And I, I don't know about the rest of you all, but uh, my experience hasn't changed too much. I have been uh, trying to keep myself uh, fairly fresh for the various episodes we do on this series and also for the anime which i'm still eagerly awaiting uh watching the anime which comes out in just a few days cody what is your experience with uh spy x family this is that moment that i was actually dreading talking about because <laughs> i literally was like thinking about it last night on how i knew i was going to be on the episode right and i was like how do i how do i freshen up this like eager Bigger beaver approach to my podcasting because if you've listened to the Shonen Jump podcast, I usually am always over the top about every series that we talk about, um, or very excited to talk about the series. Some more than others, and and um, yes, I do work for this company and I love it, and I will never slander it. And I think any mangaka that gets to this level is very very talented on in a lot of ways and some series make it and some series don't and there's reasons and there's behind the scenes a little bit with the editor-in-chief and shueja right and there's popularity and, and all these things that go into it right there's like all this stuff that goes into it there you know if you read bakuman you will know like wow this actually is a really hard business to get into and if you make the cut and shonen jump you're like you're doing it if you make a series that only lasts 15 chapters, you're doing it. If you make a series that lasts 1,049 or whatever One Piece is on right now, you're doing <laughs> yeah. it. So a lot. I will never, ever, ever slander a series. But the, on the reverse, how do I tell you that Spy Family is like a thousand times way cooler than almost every other series? And I love <laughs> Sakamoto Days and you guys had me on and I freaking love that series. But Spy Family is just on a, oh, just, I love this series. So I, I was like literally dreading talking about this because I was just like, I want to make it known that I love this series, but I need to make it more known I love this series. Love Sakamoto days, but I love this series. So I hope that like got the point across. You're not supposed to have a favorite child, but <laughs> <laughs> you and it's uh, my family. <laughs> nine, nine Dragon Ball Parade. Nine Dragon Ball Parade was my was my favorite child. Uh, uh, Hunter Hunter Guild Red Hood was another favorite of mine. Um, but no, no, I really really enjoy this. The the creation of three amazing characters, kind of four if you include Bond, and their whole dynamic is so fascinating and you are on the edge of your seat every chapter thinking someone's cover is going to get blown someone's going to move in the right a different direction that you like need them to move in and and all these different things right so that it's just so many neat little um bits and nuances that this series brings all at the same time including some like cool high class spy action some cool assassin action and, and mind readerness and uh, that's really a really cool technical term there, mind readerness. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, telepathic powers, right? Like all these things, like are just like woven so beautifully into a a, a rom com action story that I just I'm excited for every chapter, every chapter, and it's great because you love you love Lloyd and you love what he's up to and you love like his challenges with being a spy not blowing his cover and he has like male fatales that are kind of after him but he's actually like married to this other lady who he doesn't even know what she's up to and then you go to her your and she's like kicking I say ass 
You can say ass. <laughs> ass. She's kicking ass and she's awesome. <laughs> and I love when people are like, oh, I want to see more of your. She's just out there like, yeah, dude, she's throwing knives through people and stuff, dude. She's deadly. So, and then you got Anya, who is a like, comic relief, but at the same time, just as like serious in spy mode and always like doing up to her, up to no, kind of up to no good, but <laughs> up to the betterment of, of her mom and dad that she adores. For world so. peace. For world yep. peace. Yes. So, and the glory um, of Anya. Gloria Vanya. Yeah. 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 I like that. Oh, that's going to be, I think that's going to be a hashtag here. Gloria Vanya going forward. So, um, love it. So yeah, that's my long, my long winded answer. (laughs) We'll get it trending for the anime. Matt, Jay, Jake, uh, I gave my spiel and so did Cody. (laughs) Have you guys had any, uh, significant, uh, changes in your experience with, uh, spy family or sure. I'll jump in here. No major change. I have found it very difficult to stay off their Instagram pages. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love the memes. Indeed. Fantastic memes. Anya is a meme machine. And I love her for it. No uh, change for me, despite my best efforts. I haven't. It's tough for me to keep up with stuff. I'm going to I'm going to try to be better. And the nice thing is, at least it seems from the chapter count, like whenever we'd be doing the next episode, that chap, you know, our cutoff point for the next uh, Spikes Family uh, episode hasn't um, been released yet. So that's going to kind of give me incentive to try to catch up to where it is right now. And I'm also obviously very much looking forward to seeing the anime. Hell yeah. And you, Matt? I keep meaning to read more Spy Family, but I keep getting uh, like wrenched into manga about Rakugo. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll figure out what it is eventually. (laughs) We start off the segment of reading that we were doing with uh, more of the adventures of Anya as she is uh, continuing to try to help with Operation Sticks, as she calls it. (laughs) <laughs> well, she's kind of given up on the actual <laughs> plan A of the mission because she's just not that very good at school or uh, quite a quite a few things. Uh, but hey, she tries her best there. There's the combination of uh, Anya doesn't seem to have a whole lot of patience. And also she might be the age she claimed she was, but she's also probably not. So mm-hmm. she is at a bit of an inherent disadvantage. She's basically, I am not going to be an Imperial Scholar, so I will just have to befriend Scion Boy directly. Mm-hmm. Half the battle there, knowing your strengths and weaknesses. Indeed. Yep. She is trying to identify one of those strengths. <laughs> Still in process. She's working on it. I'm just trying to figure out uh, why no one calls me Scion Boy, because I drive a Scion, so... <laughs> <laughs> I can call you Scion Boy if you want. No, I, I it's it, Scion days for me are slowly or quickly ending. So <laughs> thirty-one comes the age of uh, not being able to. Uh... Well, at that point, you're Scion Man. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I call me Scion Man. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying the Scion Company has like a Logan's Run scenario. <laughs> Oh, that's way more interesting. Let's go with that. Sure, whatever, whatever you need, whatever, whatever you need to go to. Sorry, I, I just I didn't throw in my uh, my pop culture references to car references there. So continue. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
as is want with this manga, no one understands what Anya is about, so they uh, just <laughs> go with what they assume. And in this case, it is our favorite bad influence, Becky, who uh, believes that Anya's intense concern about young Damien is uh, <laughs> that she is infatuated with him. And she's Obviously. like... No. <laughs> Obviously. In all fairness, not a bad guess considering she's just a little off base. I mean, yeah. given given their ages, I mean, is it really that that far fetched to assume, hey, she might be, you know, catching some feelings from the cute rich boy or or is her dad, her adoptive father, really an undercover agent trying to subvert the government? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Becky Becky being wrong is not uh anything to do with Becky and to do everything to do with the uh the wacky circumstances of uh the premise. Yeah. Those are so different streams. <laughs> like childhood crush denying you or or like not working out or working out, whatever is like such like a high moment in your mind because you know what that's like. And like the other end war catastrophe saving the day like stakes there's there's two different totally two different stakes apple and orange comparison but yet you as a reader are like wanting because you do you you sense that she has feelings and it feels looking in the world like those those stakes are equal because you know yes. it, mm -hmm. it is the world going to be lit ablaze or is one of the characters that you care about going to get hurt yeah. yeah, yeah, feelings hurt or feelings of rejoicement or whatever, but you you long for both of these answers to be resolved, which just is acts of my like love of this series because you mm -hmm. instantly sucked in. Um, so uh, kudos to Indo Sensei there for like creating that both of those stakes being equally as important or both you want to see both resolves, right? So yeah, it's a very uh, difficult tightrope to walk, making both the grand and the personal stakes feel equally important in the eyes of the viewer. And yet we managed to simultaneously have a uh, a heartwarming uh, vacation between the foragers and also a bomb threat on a cruise ship. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's Spy X family for you. But currently, uh, bad influence Becky is taking Anya on a uh, on a shopping trip to. Uh, very high-end department store that apparently they rented out. Well, Becky rented out for the entire day because that's how she does. <laughs> is your dad the Prince of Darkness, Becky? He yes. is, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I love Becky. And then we have the Anya fashion show, which I think is just uh, the Monkey excuse to draw a collection of cute and or wacky outfits. She's so cute. I, mean, totally. I want to hug her so bad. <laughs> Man, I hope I, I hope I have a daughter that looks this cute and beautiful that everyone could just be like, oh, you should be a model and you should just be on the cover of Shonen Jump or, or whatever it may be. Shonen Jump, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, back to your, your I'm going to comment real quick because I think there's a um, point that I want to make because uh, this, this might just be the only chance to do it. The fact that the mangaka takes time to do like the special chapters of just art, um, yeah, really, really wins me over. Uh, they do it in Kaiju, Kaiju Number Eight as well, uh, and a few other series for uh, across the board. And obviously, if you actually pick up the physical graphic novel, right, they include like art clips and and things like that and pieces, right? So renderings and whatnot. But 
Um, just you're right. Yes, the mangaka did take the time to just to draw Anya in like six, seven, eight, nine, ten different. Well, I keep counting styles here, uh, yeah. but but like I just like that just that reminds me that yes, like I think thirty six point one chapter like the chapter thirty six point one is purely just color art, and I just love it, and I I love that the mangaka takes time to at least provide that for us because. Uh, it's just a picture of your looking cute and i love it there's also the one in the bed of roses and i'm used to your looking cute i'm not you used to lore <laughs> no. looking like a well a, jacob we need to introduce you to instagram because there's an entire <laughs> the entire profile dedicated <laughs> to this i, I, don't, I was i, I was very mean. i was very pleased about this different presentation of your don't get me wrong it just uh, i'm right. i'm not used to it I can yours like that yours a lady that could literally be like the soccer mom but then also kind of like kind of like uh um elastigirl in uh the incredibles incredibles in yeah Incredibles, yeah like like total <laughs> mom but also like femme fatal sexy it's like there's a blur there and you just don't know you don't know which version you're yeah. gonna get yeah you i think that's cool who can do both it depends yeah. entirely on her mood and yes. the, and and this is why your is best girl. <laughs> yeah, which weirdly translates back to our little dress up montage because then we get one of Becky and my favorite one she does is where she's like, or I could just wear what his wife wears because she's yeah, dressed up like Yeah, that's another Yara. element to Becky that I'm kind of like not sure if I'm comfortable with. She blatantly tells Anya, "I'm going to steal your dad." <laughs> I'm gonna be your stepmom. Well, every every time every um, time uh, Becky is, is doing her shenanigans, my thought is always, Becky, how old do you think you are? Because I don't think <laughs> think you're quite in the place to be doing this. I think uh, it really goes to her head where they say young lady. Well, yeah, yes. probably. <laughs> Honestly, what has happened to Becky is she watches um like dramas with her mom or other older family member and is just like ooh juicy drama and has thought that's how life works which is why her like maid is like just fed up with it it's just like <laughs> that actually explains her cut scene because she starts sniding like other children mm -hmm. which in a weird way i can kind of relate to like when you hang around adults most of your life children mm. by comparison seem really immature frustrating yeah yep yep like, yeah, yeah at, as there. an only child, I I I've dealt yes. with that too, where I've had more adult yes. friends than I've had uh, my age friends. As, yes. as I've established, everyone who's an only child is weird and <laughs> um, <laughs> doesn't know how to be socialized. <laughs> no, I'm gonna die on this hill. Excuse, excuse I, you. Sir. I know I'm outnumbered. I'll die on this hill. <laughs> what? Okay. You're like outnumbered by what? Like four? Yeah, because well, here's the thing, right. I had that... siblings, I know how to deal with this situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt was be... fighting for scraps of food while he was a child. We civilized people were sitting at the table <laughs> learning how to pass the plate, you know. So. Oh, look at you. You had a guaranteed spot at the table. I learned to be hungry. <laughs> though, though to be fair, though to be fair, I, I do kind of uh, fall exactly into... Uh, matt's view of uh, only children so I, mm. I i can't really help uh the rest of the squad there i am Jake, weird. Jake, we'll, we'll work on you we'll, we'll get it figured out <laughs> i do have to i do have to say though because i were this is something that'll go on there i do have two wonderful sisters they just came into my life like four or five years down the road of my life so ah. I, do, I have two great sisters but uh i definitely have some fond memories of being an only child and i transitioned i think about as well as i can because i love both of my sisters dearly and i think we're 
we're all great friends. Uh, but uh, I just, it was a, yeah, I had that moment of life where the Legos were only my Legos and man, that was <laughs> awesome. And that was awesome. So, but getting my ass kicked by my sisters at Mortal Kombat and Super Smash Bros growing up was yes. not awesome. Not <laughs> awesome. All right. But science, Mortal Kombat. I love it. <laughs> My parents, my parents introduced us to that game when I was way too young, but I don't care. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I was screaming, get over here at like seven years old. And perfect. <laughs> Speaking of bad influences, uh, Becky and Anya finish their little shopping trip in a very wholesome way. They get little keychain. It's adorable. <laughs> I want to know what store they bought those keychains at because we find out how much one of them costs from Twilight at the end of the chapter, and it's something like seven hundred and forty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. I have some ideas. I don't know if it's a one for one, but definitely those old timey, like, de- well, not old timey, they're still around, but like huge department stores where like they had propriety, like brands and stuff, mascots. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the Shonen yeah. Jump store. Yes, the Shonen Jump Store. How'd you know? You go to ShonenJumpStore.com where you can get... No, sorry. Sorry. Let me, let me tell back here. Let me tell back here. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. We'll put it in the mid-roll ad. Our little interstitial chapter fashion trip is over as we go into the mixing of the Imperial Scholars. Uh, all the various Imperial Scholars throughout the history of Eden Academy get together for a social event. And uh, this is a very powerful opportunity for the master spy twilight as uh, all sorts of vips will be here including dun 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 the big boss himself donovan desmond he looks Again. perpetually terrified i don't know why he, he, <laughs> he really looks like at any point like his dog just got shot like that's yeah, expression <laughs> you don't understand that dog could have been a western spy <laughs> I can never know. Yeah, he doesn't just look like he his, he found out that his dog was shot. He fa- he always looks like he just shot his dog. <laughs> I thought he looked like the one meme about the milkshakes. Drink <laughs> your milkshake. <laughs> some it's some meme where it's like this little kids like my milkshake brings the boys to the yard. <laughs> it's really right. based off of that that song. Yes, damn right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the um... don't teach me. (laughs) I I would have to charge, so good, I won't. Hourly. Meanwhile, um, poor poor Damien is uh he continues to be neglected. Yeah, he he wants to he wants to take this opportunity to speak with his father, and he's able to. I don't think he he doesn't get uh his father on the phone. He gets uh the butler but he asks them to pass along that he wants to see his father and he comes really close to being like ah forget about it he's probably not even gonna show up and then we get a dramatic Anya my favorite part about this particular panel is it's like as Damien's doing his dejected walk away Anya like slides into view but Becky is just standing there which implies that Becky walked up to like talk to Damien and then Anya ran off to the side and then ran back <laughs> just so she could do the dramatic slide that sounds like something she'd do yeah. <laughs> Anya basically 
taunts and or has a heartfelt moment with Damien into convincing him to go and speak with his father. And then kind of transitions into like a weird breaking down because she starts insulting herself and then crying near the end. <laughs> He's feeling a lot of emotions. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very it's a very strange scene, but um, it, it ends up working out in in the favor of operation strix because uh twilight bugged anya's little uh sheep charm that uh she had gotten from the previous chapter so uh mm -hmm. he knows that or where where donovan desmond will be yes and he also had a replica of it made so he can come up with an excuse to be on scene in the moment because Twilight is always prepared. And uh, we finally get the in-person in, uh, introduction of uh, Donovan Desmond. This scene messed with my emotions just in terms of how confused I was. Because, you know... We have all these expectations. It's been 38 chapters of uh, what will happen when Twilight meets uh, Donovan. And then we have uh, like a few pages of, you know, Lloyd trying to break the ice, uh, like apologizing for when Anya punched Damien in the face. <laughs> and the entire time Donovan is just staring at him wide eyed. I don't know if he's staring. He just that's just how he looks. <laughs> yeah, I. I, I was very weirded out, taken away from this scene, but I don't think like, I don't know. They set up Donovan to be like this dark figure so much. And then we get to this scene. and I'm like, wait, well, hold on. What's going on with this guy? Something seems off. Yeah. Not in like a menacing way. Yeah, because, well, it's like he's being so dramatic and Lloyd is thinking, OK, I got to I have to like analyze everything about him. And then he just immediately breaks out into a smile like, oh, it's fine. Kids will be kids. So tense. The way Twilight reads that is this guy knows I'm trying to get close to him. He probably thinks I'm just, you know, trying to like ride some coattails, you know, up the political ladder or something. Lloyd is like, hey, I'd, I'd like to like come to your house and like apologize with like a gift or something. And that's where we get the nah, it's fine. Big smile. And it's like uh, if I press too hard, this guy is going to know that uh, something is off. Mm -hmm. It's just the thing that keeps throwing me, and I'm pretty sure throwing Twilight as well, is Donovan's expression, like, in his entire demeanor, changes from, like, page to page between kind of easygoing and then incredibly menacing and spouting wild stuff like, in the end, people will never be truly sympathetic with each other. Or it's like my milkshakes. <laughs> or my milkshakes donovan's just thinking about his milkshakes and he's just like did i let those boys in my yard wait no <laughs> did they get my milkshakes <laughs> i'm sorry i just can't unsee it i just can't unsee it i just can't <laughs> those milkshakes are the best milkshakes in all of estonia <laughs> <laughs> i i can't unsee it anymore either yeah, the 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 way I read him is that in large part, the reason why he's so hard to approach is because so many people have tried. So the closest I think we've seen to a real expression from him, like he's intentionally exaggerating his facial features to make himself hard to read. And I think the the uh, closest we get to him, like actually like kind of opening up 
is um, at the end of the scene after Twilight leaves, Damien is able to uh, drum up the courage to, you know, basically do the normal thing of a son telling his father how he's doing in school. You know, it's like I did I did really well on the midterms and I got a Stella star, but I also kind of bombed the most recent uh, exam. And he's scared to like just, you know, interact with his father because his father is so cold and distant. And we get a look from him that is, it's still a little bit extreme, but it's the least extreme facial expression we get from him. Is that so? Good for you. That most basic of like reaching out to his son heavily affects Damien to the point of it causing an entire chapter's uh, A plot. Yeah, the thing, the thing I found really interesting about it is the last thing he says to Damien is continue striving not to besmirch the Desmond name. That says so much to me about his character because that is the highest compliment that Donovan can give his son because he's saying that you have successfully not besmirched the Desmond name. That's not an adequate amount of affirmation for a son as dutiful as Damien. And yet it's it it feels genuine because, you know, like the 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 wacky expressions, the mask is gone for that. And it really shows that like, you know, who he is underneath the mask is like he's in some ways a similar, like almost a dark reflection of Twilight in that he's living the spy game too. Like he might be a public official and a well-known name, but like he still like is in that world and he's, you know, closed himself off from everything else. And this like minor compliment is literally the best thing he can do. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess my takeaway from this scene is I didn't really get that uh, Donovan was like, I got that he was weird and I got that he was closed off. I, I'm just like, he and Twilight have a conversation that eventually amounts to, hey, what do you do to be a good dad? I don't know. You just got to try. Yeah, I guess I should try more. And then he actively tr like takes that advice and uses it in that scene. So like the scene as a whole is kind of weird just to be like, yes, this is the main villain who's trying to be a better father, despite the fact he's busy. Huh. Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> There's a there's a wholesomeness to that, which is very on brand for Spy X family on top of all of the, you know, the rest of the analysis. Mm hmm. Wholesome goodness. Wholesome goodness. Man, just my takeaway. Real villain of this scene was Twilight. Just seeing <laughs> like how Damien worked up so much courage to even get this meeting to happen. And Twilight's just like, yeah, I'm just going to talk mostly through this meeting. <laughs> I mean, let's not forget that Damien prefaced with the fact that he was like, yeah, I don't really, never mind. I don't really want to do it anymore. Which Twilight was privy to that moment. Uh, sure, it wasn't said to him. He was hiding around a corner and yeah, he was being a creep, spot. but he overheard it. <laughs> He's a spy. 90% of what he does is creeping. Yeah. Well, it, it, this is actually a really good example of like the interplay of the uh, dramatic, like world altering stakes. You know, what Twilight is setting out to do is prevent a world war, which strictly speaking on like a pure trolley problem level is more important than Damien getting the emotional affirmation of uh, getting to talk to his dad. But We've also, you know, seen a lot of Damien and, and that he is a good person who absolutely deserves the affirmation of his father. So, you know, there's the stress of Twilight getting in the way of that, you know, manages to uh, 
mean, hey, we don't need any more anime vi anime villains. <laughs> You're right. We do need more anime villains. <laughs> yeah. Damien isn't okay. I, I agree with you, but I would say also that you have to remember that Damien's kind of a jerk to Anya and right and thinks of himself as an elitist, uh, which is. Also, in his That's... own sense, he is a villain. And, and, and but you get into <clears> obviously <throat> in chapter, in this chapter thirty nine here, like you do get into like realizing Damien is just trying hard and trying to like just impress his dad. So you see that with the dad, the dad um, Lloyd conversation too. That like okay, like these people are humans and they do have a human side, which goes back to that element of the stakes, right? That and the the World War stakes mm -hmm. that like. And if a, a nation's warring, and obviously we have some relevancy, at least with our uh, Russian-Ukrainian conflict going on here, that, like, there are humans on both sides of this, right? There are people mm -hmm. that are living in these terms. Um, so, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I haven't, like, Damien didn't win me over as, like, I need, I feel a little sorry for him, but I'm also, like, stop being a jerk to Anya all the time, dude, because, like, Anya's yeah. not Yeah, there's also a point, like, we should also factor in the fact that Damien is a jerk and looks down on Anya, mostly because, probably, of how he was brought up, either by his father or, you know, his That's nannies. That's not a Damien problem. That's a basically everyone who goes to Eden Academy problem. They think they're better than everyone because they've had to prove that they're, they're better than everyone by the Academy standards of the like. It's they're a whole bunch of blue-blooded little brats. Yeah, yeah like Becky, Becky's there we go. Blue-blooded brats. Put that on the button. Well, I mean, like there is there is the element of you know Becky does like Becky does sometimes uh, look down on Anya. Like she's more like. She's, oh, she totally does. Totally does. And, you know, it's like she's, you know, more inclined to like, you know, like, you know, boost herself up and then, you know, try to, um, you know, boost Anya up. But like that is sort of my take with Damien is that mo like like when we see him and it's unfiltered, he's he's a really good person. And then the upbringing happens and then, you know, him being a child happens and he is a jerk to Anya, you know, because I mean, Damien, you know, started the conflict between the two of them. But at the same time, Anya has transgressed as well. She did punch him in the face and they're kids. So I and kids are cruel, Jack. <laughs> I'm no, pretty lenient when it comes to, you know, Damien doing stuff because, you know, that's the way he was raised and he's a kid. So... Also, also, Anya deserves it at least 20% of the time because Anya's also <laughs> we also need to establish first and foremost. I think Anya is cute as a button as she is. There would be times yeah. that she'd be giving me headaches. Oh, yeah. I, oh I, love, I absolutely adore Anya so much. But there's a, a, a big factor in my love of Anya is the fact that she is on the other side of a manga page. <laughs> <laughs> Anya in person would be a lot less endearing. <laughs> That's true for a lot of characters. Also, yeah. jury's still out on whether Donovan's not a lizard person. Yeah, we, we're Fair. still not sure about that one. <laughs> but um, we do have the chapter uh, showing a bit more of the human side of Damien and his flunkies. <laughs> yeah, he really uh, needs to ditch the flunkies. He's a lot more human that way. His uh, flunkies are pretty good friends. <laughs> his yeah, friends. I, I like point them. of this chapter. 
Yeah, they are. I mean, they're better. They're better than crab and boil for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, hard to do worse, honestly. That's what I thought of right instantly when I met these three. This was like, oh, this is Malfoy and Crab and, and Boyle. Doyle, Boyle. Am I right? Boyle, Boyle. Oh, I haven't read Harry Potter in a minute. Um, too much manga to read. Uh, right. So I'm glad <laughs> I, I'm glad I pulled that one out of my hat. Um, you know, so that's what I instantly thought of those because they're it's the two dimwit like brute heads um, that somehow got into this academy. But yeah, you you see that they actually are like friendly and they they they're decently help. good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they, they're just like average boys you know a little a little teasy and pranky but nothing you know nothing out of like just purely trying to be fun and have a good time you know and and mm -hmm. live life yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a level of coattail riding but what the what that chapter really establishes is that in spite of that they are they do genuinely like damien for damien and would be his friend anyway Mm -hmm. And we learn this as they go on a camping trip with mm -hmm. uh, Scoutmaster, the captain from Fire Force Company One. <laughs> yes, I accurate. mean, basically, but he smiles more. <laughs> yeah, it's another shenanigans chapter. Shenanigans ensue as uh, the boys go adventuring. Uh, there are m many beautiful shots of nature, including my favorite of the Stella Lake, which is just a nice big uh, flat lake that gets a beautiful reflection of the night sky. Other than, you know, humanizing our antagonists a little bit, that's uh, the long and short of that chapter. Yeah, it's basically just fun camping adventures on their off day. A nice, uh, nice bit of slice, slice of life for the the slice of life uh series that uh this is half of the time yeah i was gonna say most of the time there, there's gonna be parts where it's a little bit less slice of life but we'll get there mm -hmm. speaking uh, of slice of life uh <laughs> we get the last slice of bond's life in the next one oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or at least he thinks almost so. yeah no crimes against floof <laughs> <laughs> bond bond gets a bond has a vision of darkness <laughs> bond hongi and anya not paying attention she tired like anya could just be playing hide and seek with me or maybe i'm being given a surprise and i had to close my eyes oh no yours yours cooking lunch oh no <laughs> uh -oh. oh no you know it's bad Wait. when the dog is dreading food yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get Lloyd home so he can make the dinner for me and so I can live. <laughs> uh, what do I do? Oh, the humanity. <laughs> and he, uh, he runs about town, uh, sniffing out Lloyd, who is uh, breaking into a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> Lloyd is amazing in this scene as Bond like finds him doing reconnaissance, and he's just like, "No, you're gonna blow my cover, dog," and then. Lloyd, in what is either like weirdly like specific uh, connect the dots or the biggest leap in logic I think I've ever read. It's just like, wait, no, I see this pharmaceutical company is tangentially related to the company that did animal research on you. You must want to get revenge. And Bond's just like, dude, I am a dog. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it turn out that he is partially correct that he was experimented on? And we do know that Bond was... I mean, even um, Twilight's handler mentioned that Bond was part of an experiment and that he has uh, above average intelligence for a dog. 
Yes, but Bond doesn't care about. <laughs> I mean, it's what I'm Bond trying to say is it's not revenge. a far stretch for like Twilight to be like, oh, this is an unusually intelligent dog. He probably put together this to put this mm -hmm. together. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it is a leap in logic. It's a funny leap in logic that is motivated by the wackiness of the story, but it is absolutely a leap in logic. <laughs> and he's also wrong because Bond is like, dude, I'm just a dog. <laughs> <laughs> pole vaulting right over that chasm <laughs> bond uh is able to uh help twilight with the mission which is really cool because big Again, cloud mm -hmm. dog is is also an amazing spy had to put because, a burglar yes, mask on bond the dog is indeed an above average intelligent dog because he was like experimenting on or something I love and, how they, yeah. they like, does Twilight just have a balaclava for a dog? Because there's holes for it. the ears. Don't ask questions. What if Twilight needs to disguise himself as a criminal dog? <laughs> Never know. I buy it. I mean, you have to you have to take a step back to make uh, to, just to like cement Jay's point, right? The very first like part of the chapter, it says that he has the power of uh, precognition. So. Mm -hmm. So he does. Have, he sees the future. Yeah, yeah, he is a genetically altered dog with powers. Um, like I said, I really said earlier, he is he is like the fourth main character of this series. I mean, it, it makes sense. <laughs> and I, I and personally, I you know, page page 19, 18, 19 here. I mean, Kenobi Lloyd's cool. The whole like you know, mask up. Mm -hmm. Neon. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He just he just looks like, you know, he looks like he'd be hanging out with Kakashi sensei. I just love it. <laughs> I know it's great. This is this is a great chapter. look. Lloyd looks good in anything. That's a fact. That's all I'm saying. Oh, we just did. did do I assume you have a, a little bit of a crush there? Is so, so we just get do we get that point knocked out there? Should I, should I call that out? It's kind of like um, we made with your no. Okay, all right. Okay. I just I felt that vibe there. Like that's a fact. I was like, oh, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> we all have something for somebody. I just wanted to make. I sure. mean, I can't get in the in the way of like Becky and I forget the name of that other spy, but <laughs> oh, willing to fight a child or <laughs> or, or uh, uh, midnight. Midnight, yeah, yeah. Midnight. midnight, midnight, the tennis player, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, scared. God, I don't I, want spies I, on me. Yeah, no, no, no. I, oh, I didn't wish the evil on you. I'm sorry, Jay. I'm sorry. I just, I, I was actually, you say, would I also fight get... your. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> I was gonna say I wouldn't want to get in the middle of, in between Lloyd and your. Well, at least not in a combative sense. But oh my God, <laughs> Sam. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Every oh. episode. <laughs> I, I apologize. Sam is a degenerate. <laughs> Look, I saw the opportunity and I took it. It's, you know, it's uh, it's a little degenerate, but it's also very opportunistic. You know, like it's uh, yeah, know, it slices it that by a couple of different ways. So, hopefully, but hey, I got to stay out of it. I'm just a friend of the show. <laughs> uh, anyway psychic dogs save day truth serum get uh tasty meal for bond is get no die by your cooking hooray the dog words there really they're, i just had to like put all those sentence structure together there in my head and make sure i understood what you were talking about sorry okay yeah yeah yeah. the dog saved the day it was great it was awesome yeah i'm with you oh yeah, just ignore sad. sam when he does that the rest of us do <laughs> I don't know why I put up with y'all. Sam, Sam, <laughs> Sam, if you want to start a podcast, man, I'm, I'm here, man. We could. <laughs> I'm gonna go start my own podcast. Yeah, the, the, the degenerate podcast. Yes. Oh, it's already. Degen cast. 
I mean, we could have our own trash podcast. It'd be great. Hmm. This isn't this isn't the trash one. Where's the... <laughs> <laughs> trash trash manga friends? That trash pandas of manga. I don't know. Just come up with something. Next week, the pilot for our new uh, our new offshoot podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have a fun little half chapter with Twilight and Handler going about their spy business. So d- and did H- Handler have a name before this chapter? Because this chapter establishes she's Sylvia. Oh, no, we knew she was Sylvia. Okay. Yeah. I think this is the first time we've learned her last name. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's mentioned in passing the first time we see her. But like they <laughs> this is the second time it's been used. So age scratched out. <laughs> This chapter is basically just, uh, hey, did you remember Lloyd's a spy, but from the point of view of the handler? <laughs> like, Yep. <laughs> All right, so report your progress on Operation Strex. <laughs> My daughter can now jump over two vaulting boxes and jump rope five times in a row. You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> Lloyd is going full domestic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though. That, uh, that, sh- that shows up a little bit, too, in the uh, the cruise. Oh, poor Lloyd. <laughs> I feel bad for the man during the entire cruise arc. He is at the whim of Anya. We'll get yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is at the whim of Anya, and that is a capricious god. <laughs> hey, what, what do we say for the glory of Anya, right? Like, for the glory of Anya. Glory yeah. of Anya. Yeah, so we should be drinking every time you say that. Wait, you are? Wait, I have to get a new drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking coffee. It's a it's a Tuesday. I wasn't 31 now. <laughs> I start it. It is over five o'clock. I guess I could crack a beer, but damn. Just always assume if I'm recording a podcast, I'm drinking. <laughs> oh, is that how they get so good? I should drink every time I record. Damn it! I missed the missed the memo. I that's think how, that is how, how podcasts work. That's how Matt puts yeah. up with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. All right, I'll char- charge your glasses for the glory of Anya. I got it. <laughs> for the glory of Anya. But yes, uh, now we have a Yuri chapter, which uh, had hey, me a little kid. Cons- Yuri. What? Not that Yuri. Oh, oh that's. <laughs> I, I had to double that's check. That's for the it's other like... podcast, Sam. Right. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm going to have to put a hard stop down. You guys have proposed at least four separate podcasts now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one where Jay and I review Smut will come out later. Yeah, that's on the list. Look, Otome Thoughts is coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But right now, but right now, the character in Spy X Family Yuri is investigating a uh, not yeah. journalist, but <laughs> a dissident. Big air quotes around that journalist. It, his uh, his work is a rather nauseating shade of yellow. Ew. Yeah, yellow journalism. That's not what immediately popped into my head, and I apologize. <laughs> I mean, it is supposed to kind of evoke that. <laughs> we see him uh, getting one of his stories, and uh, he's like walking around the uh, the city trying to find something to, uh, you know, photograph snap a picture of so he can uh, sensationalize it and um, the the thing opens up with us being informed that uh in the west these like op-eds of what life is really like in the eastern uh country is like and they're like all propaganda and like this kind of tilted this entire thing for me in a certain way i'm like wait hold on i thought i thought the east so like 
because it's from Yuri's point of view, it's like a whole like, hey, no, this is the enemy side, but they're actually not that bad. This is from Yuri's point of view. Uh, the the thing that this guy does is he can't find anything bad today, so he, you know, fakes something. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, like because like we also saw like the orphanage where Anya was procured from is not a particularly great place. And in all honesty, yeah. probably where it actually lies is it's not as bad as um, what this uh, guy is like painting it to be. But it's also not as, you know, rosy and perfect as uh, Yuri thinks it is, because, you know, as established, Yuri has a bit of a, you know, particular perception about the world. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Whatever country yours in is the best country. I don't. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not complex. It's not a complex view. It's just an interesting one. But uh, we get shown that this guy is uh, very loose in his morals when it comes to getting stories. He steals a toy from some children and throws it in a dumpster so he can take a picture of them rifling through the dumpster for the thing with the plan of turning it into a headline about hungry street urchins scrap scrounging the garbage and it's 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 very unpleasant not only uh catch that but also uh uh track catch him how down. he's delivering how he's delivering the um photographs to the you know propaganda engine outside of um estonia, estonia. i think is the country that's the thing though it's not outside of estonia the propaganda engine is being done inside of estonia ah. it's just being shipped which we got got to the end and that's when i got confused because i'm like what? hold on wait so this is an eastern propaganda operation that's faking yes he's trying to, to subvert to he's trying to subvert his state and they're trying to prevent you know the propaganda from spreading within the state yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. it that, that's where this uh, plot line kind of lost me was I'm like, OK, so I get what they're doing. They're doing like uh, morally gray. Both sides are kind of doing things. But then at the end, it's like, by the way, the propaganda network was done by radical extremists in the East. And I'm like, oh, oh, so this isn't about the West doing something wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's really yeah, not what this is about. But <laughs> that was yeah. just a small takeaway for me. The the point is that uh, our antagonist journalist angsts angsts for a bit, and uh, Yuri catches it over the bug, and he's like, eh, "I'm not entirely heartless. I'll get this guy some this guy's family some financial assistance while he rots in dissident prison because he's taking care of his ailing father." But yeah, yeah because there's a moment of like clarity of like he has he's taking care of family. He's doing this for his family. I'm doing this for family. Mm -hmm. We just had a human moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course, no one could ever love their family as much as Yuri loves your But Oh, heck no, it's, it's not one, healthy. Yeah, I was going to say, one could argue maybe people shouldn't love their family as much as Yuri loves your. Uh, <laughs> no, I know we're done with uh, creating new podcasts, but I really think there needs to be a podcast about Shonen Jump characters loving their sisters way too much. Oh my gosh, there's too many. <laughs> too many. It happens like all the time. There's, there, there, there is unfortunately enough material for that. <laughs> oh, you could come up with life. a really good pun. Uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cis confidential. Oh God. Uh, I I hate it, and therefore I love it. Yes! Uh, I'm cringing here. I'm cringing. I don't know. Uh, 
That's, uh, I have no interest in being a part of that, so that's free for anyone. Um, <laughs> no, I can't, I can't even jump on that. I can't even be a guest, I don't think. <laughs> have fun with that one, Internet. That one's for free. Yeah. All the good ideas get thrown out for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I, I know... I, I, this chapter was neat because again, it's another chapter where you take some one of the characters you're not a big fan of, and you you flip it on you know flip it on its head, and you're like, oh, okay, like he's not that bad of a guy. And two sides of every story, which is really good, very true in any, any situation in life. However, I do I have to take it like 16 steps back and realize like this is that moment where, and I might have missed it, and maybe I should go back and listen to the episodes that cover the chapters up until this point. Maybe go reread the whole freaking series. What time period are we in? No, I think we we've had this conversation before. It's like weirdly fifties, six like sixties era Cold War, yes. except when it's not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, typewriter, um, old school radio listening headset, Fox TV. Uh, I'm looking for every clue and every clue, and then I'm like. I haven't seen a Is it right? Cold War? Or is it during, or is it? Well, this is also Cold War related, well, but like it's Berlin a fake Wall. Country, so yes. that's kind of. That's well, yeah, no, it's 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 based off of it's based off of um, Berlin, East and West Germany. Yeah, because yeah, it's totally. Berlin. It's based off of East and West Germany. Totally, 150%. It's um Cold War era with the serial numbers filed off. So they they'll 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 throw in some. Uh, <laughs> some anachronisms uh, here and there for the sake of expediency, which pretty Strangely standard. Thing enough, to do. Berlin just invokes the image of chocolate and it makes me hungry. <laughs> do you need to step away and get another drink in chocolate? Is that, is that what we're... <laughs> I wish. <laughs> she, she's a simple person. That's, she that's actually, drinks in chocolate. <laughs> yeah. That's actually relevant for the next chapter because uh, it is about the pastries of knowledge. Oh man, yes. I'm great. I'm great at segues. It's like I set that one up all on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to give actual in-depth analysis. I'm just here to help you guys segue and transition to each other. So. <laughs> I I was but, unprepared for the roller coaster ride that was this chapter because it starts off with like the storybook opening of like long ago there was a legend in Eden Academy of the great patisserie who can make amazing treats called the pastries of knowledge. They say that if you eat one, you will become a stellar, an imperial, imperial scholar. scholar. Imperial scholar. I forgot the name. <laughs> Good recovery. Side note. Side note. I need uh, on page three, that two and three. Uh, I need. I need that deck of cards. That yes, cards. <laughs> the, the deck of cards. cards with okay. the. I don't know what an M forty two of diamonds is, but I'm all for it. Like whatever. Oh, it's because it's mission forty two. <laughs> ha 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 ha! I just have to. <laughs> See what you did there. Put it in the card. Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Sorry, I missed Genius. that moment. But, but yes, Joker Anya, as as she is wont to be. Yes. <laughs> he is the queen of hearts there. Yeah, it's cool. It's I'm all for it. It's great. It's it's a cool deck of cards. Okay, anyway, continue. <laughs> yes, so uh, Anya and Becky are hanging out at lunch, and uh, there's a test coming up that is going to uh, basically divide the kids performance levels 
and <laughs> Becky in just the act of explaining this <laughs> of how like you know the kids who uh, exceed standards will be in one class meet standards in another and then Anya's like so I'm gonna be all by myself I, I didn't say that but well, no, I mean, yes. Becky's response is you could be <laughs> because <laughs> Becky is a perpetual bad influence and I love her <laughs> yes yeah, there, there, there's also the element of rumor has it that we'll be separated. So I could, I could very much see uh, Anya stressing over this for the next multiple arcs, and then find out that it all amounts amounts to nothing. But, mm -hmm. but uh, the fa the fabled pastries of knowledge are available in the cafeteria, and so our uh, our characters uh, all sprint to get some, and. Uh, it, so, you know, it's Anya and Becky, it's uh, Damien and his goons, and then George Glooman gets the last of them. My boy, George. You didn't think he was coming back, but here he is. Yeah, but here he is. Out of nowhere, it's Glooman with the macaroons. <laughs> and they, uh, of course, because we have to have the plot continue to happen, um, everyone else badgers him into giving up most of them because he didn't give back a bunch of the things that he was given in that. Well, in yeah, that, he's, what we he's thought was a throwaway chapter. He still owed them. There is continuity. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I did not expect continuity out of that chapter. Oh, did you expect this to turn into a Yu-Gi-Oh parody then? <laughs> I did not expect that either. <laughs> Uh, it was great. I, I love the expressions. <laughs> they, uh, they play old maid to decide because there is six of them and five macaroons. So odd one out is whoever loses old maid. And Anya psychics her way into winning easily. And they're all like, you cheated. And she's like, crap. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't defend this. <laughs> well no here's the thing they can't prove that she cheated but she reads damien's mind of him thinking it's like she's a mind reader or something and that causes her to panic and not want to give away her secret so she says all right we'll do another round yeah 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 she has to set it up set up to like get him off their trail she does she's mm -hmm. not doing a great job <laughs> so so <laughs> so she she intentionally takes the joker at one point uh thinking that she'll just get rid of it later and win afterward and no one will accuse her of cheating but unfortunately whilst her psychic powers can help her get rid of all of her cards relatively easily um she's not got a particularly good poker face Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Her expression gives away everything, and it uh -huh. comes down to a, a fight between her and Damien. Fight's an interesting word, because... Uh, a, a challenge of, of hearts, <laughs> in a sense. And then George off to the side, wow, Damien, you suck too. <laughs> but they are the last ones standing, Anya with two cards, uh, Damien with one. Theoretically, 50-50 shot that Damien would pull the the joker and lose the round but of course anya has no poker face and when it looks like he's about to win she starts crying oh poor thing poor and, baby. and damien's heart can't take it so he throws again proving that he is a human person uh, he's got a case of the doki dokis he does bring back the doki dokis and then anya which i mean one of the things that i've i've really liked about spy x family is that uh, to a large extent, Anya is written like an actual child. Like, like she has a lot of like really like childish mm -hmm. and immature moments. Mm -hmm. And 
in a show of real maturity, like, you know, showing that Anya has grown. She offers half of the uh, of uh, her macaroon to Damien. And uh, Damien also is written like a child because he does not take that well and storms off. <laughs> he goes full Sundere. Yep, 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 yep. Probably devolving into some maidenless behavior, but uh, Anya temporarily goes Super Saiyan and then flubs all the voices. Shockingly, the macaroons of not. Yeah, actually, to be fair, Anya is telepathic. The idea of magic uh, pastries is not completely outside of the scope of the series, but also, yeah, it's kind I was of, ready to believe it. It's kind of obvious where where the joke of this uh, story is going. But another thing that I like that is another case of uh, showing some really cool character growth from Anya. Uh, Lloyd's looking over her test, and um, he realizes that. Uh, you know, she made a bunch of spelling mistakes and like spelling is, is, you know, one of the things that she struggles most with. But other than that, she actually did pretty well on the test and, and she would have uh, she would have gotten a, an impressive score had it not been for that. So, yeah, but the scene was also interesting because Lloyd's weirded out by this because they haven't studied foreign language that much. So how did she know foreign language? Or cl classical languages, even. Oh, that's right, because yeah. it's mm -hmm. it's essentially Latin, but they don't say Latin for some reason. Mm hmm Yeah. And so, kind of hints at potential backstory for Anya, which I'm not sure about, but... They do it occasionally, it, though, because they've done it yeah. in previous chapters. They're like, hey, you remember how we never explained why Anya was in the orphanage? Here's a little... Or why she's psychic? Here's a nugget. Also, here's a dog. We're going to only yeah. pay attention to the dog now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, this nugget doesn't answer any questions. Actually, it raises more. Well, yeah, the uh, the nuggets of lore about Anya that they don't then don't proceed to tell you anything about. It's just here. Have dog. Oh, oh, Mark. Wharf. Yeah, no, the the dog distracts me. I will freely admit that. Not peer beyond the dog. <laughs> it's hard, boy. Uh, Bond is very large. Yep. And very floofy, and I love him. Yes. Obviously, uh, he's, a, he's the fourth character of the series. Indeed. But, uh, Cody, uh, I believe you, wa you wanted to say something about uh, the, the childhood innocence angle concerning Anya and D D Doge. Yeah, no, no, no. The innocence of, of, of our, our dear Anya. All glory to her. She is obviously you like you you love her because it rem it gives you that like childhood innocence. It's the total the Calvin and Hobbes effect with her and Bond, right? Like that's exactly what I think mm -hmm. of. Um, and then you get distracted with all those things that like behind the scenes that she could be or part of. And and we we joke about the cat ears thing. And is it a headband or is it cat ears? Is it an antenna that she uses to read people's minds? I don't know. But it, like that innocence translates really well because you see it like in this this language test you're like didn't she have figured out by now that she could probably read the headmaster's mind or the teacher's mind and literally have all the right answers spelled word for word if she could read mm -hmm. people's minds mm -hmm. and and she maybe she did get the it looks like she got a 41 on her this on this grade here this, if i can read that page correctly so maybe that was enough of her talent and ability to get to that point right she she uh, says Operation Sticks and, and spells it wrong in her head, right? It, it, the, uh, uh, you know, Scion boy thing with, with uh, Desmond, right? Like, there's just so much of, like, 
childhood pronunciation, childhood ignorance is bliss to each situation that, yeah, you totally forget get exactly what uh like her backstory really could be because you just at this point you just believe that they're she's the daughter of these two characters so well i forget it's, about the orphanage all the time uh that's i do i do i totally do i just think like oh this is just this is just literally a spy family this is literally a family mm-hmm. and like and, the, and, and again kudos to the mangaka because it's just so brilliantly like put together um Mm-hmm. You know, at the end, right? She's like, and Lloyd's like, I'm making your favorite. Um, you know, she's excited for dinner, right? You know, the, the, the I'm gonna try to make dessert. Unfortunately, Bond's scared to death of that. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, like, still, like you, like you're like, oh, this is this is a cute little like bow to the end of the chapter. It's just again, like to me, it just reminds me of like a little Calvin and Hobbes story, and that and I that's like literally my favorite like Sunday comic strip is Calvin and Hobbes. Bye. Yes. My brother. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I went to school with the same. Well, he teach it. He, he still might be teaching there, but I went to school with the guy that did Garfield. So um, or I, no. like he's like from my area that I went to college at. So like I have a tie oh, to Garfield. Cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. A little known fact about Muncie, Indiana. Uh, so like I am obviously pro Garfield, but like just <laughs> Calvin Hobbes boils it out of the water in my mind. And I just love that childhood innocence. And this this series does a great job of that. But uh Right. Back to your your point, though, is that there is this like total undercovering that we have to find with Anya someday, somehow down the line. Um, and when that gets revealed, mm-hmm. it's going to be a it's going to be an epic, epic revelation for sure. I can't wait. But for now, we have to round out our uh, little mini arc of secondary characters uh, having their moments with uh, more Frankie escapades. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. A sentence no one has ever said. Uh, <laughs> Our favorite uncle. Man, I, I, I thought Yuri was the favorite. <laughs> Yuri is the favorite uncle. Fra- Frankie. Man, I really like Frankie when he shows up with Twilight. This uh, this chapter didn't do it for me, though. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bit on the predictable side. There is the fun bit where like it starts out all serious and like uh, Frankie name drops the garden, which mm-hmm. ends up. Uh, I don't know if that's already been name dropped, but we, you know, get into it more later. The garden is is the organization your works for. And uh, I literally just noticed as I'm, you know, like going between our notes and uh, uh, the the manga on the Shonen Jump app. I just noticed you can actually see yours silhouette amongst uh, the, the group oh, of silhouettes. You totally can. There she is being cool. She's hiding, she's hiding behind one of the speech bubbles, but that's absolutely mm-hmm. your. Mm-hmm. And, and then it proceeds to uh, Lost Cat. Because uh, Frankie wants to impress a uh, a barista, a barista, and uh, shenanigans ensue. Yep, Man. and those shenanigans are just like super high tech inventions he's made. And you're at one point goes like, "Hey, man, these are really cool. Why aren't you a millionaire from selling these inventions?" He's just like, "Cause I'm stuck working for spies." I mean, I didn't say that part out loud, but <laughs> what kind of dirt do we have on Frankie? Uh. I don't know if there's any dirt on Frankie. I mean, obviously. Then why would he have to be stuck working for spies? I think he's being coerced. Like, he's definitely like a. mm -hmm. Yeah, there has to be something there. He doesn't work for wise, I don't think. He's a contact that's. Yeah. I feel like he's like uh, just the. Maybe he's just too. Like, girl crazy. 
go see in later chapters to like yeah, he's very easily his... distracted yeah i don't because for me he reminds me of the like he's again i'm using the incredibles reference here but he's totally the edna right like come get your cool gadgets and cool mm. you know, don't wear capes you know like have something for the baby as well you know so like, i feel like he could come up with like he has that like short figure and the, the kind of like poofy hair look that edna has and the glasses right um mm. he's just so like such a one-track mind character that he's like oh yeah i, I can like on, on the whim like that's no problem but can i get can i hang out with the barista girl can i get to know this other spy lady that you'll t- you'll find out later uh you know like all these that's other the things. real question yeah yeah, so, yeah yeah exactly so his one-track mind i think is his own limitations that keeps him just as this like underground i have to remember too and in, in this time time and age like it's not, he, he might be tony stark but he's not like this is like if, if Tony Stark. I mean, if this, yeah, that's true. He's not like Tony Stark. But if he's also, if this is the, you know, if we discuss the time time period of this, like right being like uh, like Cold War, post World War II, Berlin Wall type thing, like he he, can't, he couldn't just like become this like filthy rich billionaire and just be like, yeah, this is great. I'm in this like essentially this yeah. war torn country and I'm a billionaire. Like mm-hmm. just there's too many things I would check out. I don't know. So I I think I can- he's just limited by his own his own desires. Yeah, I think he is actually from Estonia because uh, he he specifically for plausible deniability reasons doesn't work for wise, but he also might be from Westalis and just moved there or something. I it yeah. they haven't really gone that deeply into it, but yeah, but like uh, my my main takeaway from this chapter is it's a bunch of like one note cat and mouse jokes with like mm-hmm. weird technology punchlines, which I felt is kind of like out of sync with what uh, Spy Family's, like, normal comedy beats is. And, like, I really like Frankie as a character. I think I've defended him in one of these episodes. And, like, I think he pairs so much better with Yor and... Not with... That's... Wait, you're shipping them now? No! I think he pairs so much better with Twilight and Anya, and Mm -hmm. later we see him pair with Bond, and I... I don't know. I think, like, the key takeaway for me liking him as a character is the person he's with has to not like him. Has to be slightly skeezed out, and he has to be on the defensive. Yours too nice. Mm-hmm. She's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, I'll help. <laughs> she, she just yes ands him, and I'm like, hey, cool. What's the? That's, yeah, it's not great for his comedy beat. But yours saves the day with the power of well, your, and we get <laughs> a pair of the greatest panels. By the manga. power of your. <laughs> we get a we get a a, a quick uh, Junji Ito uh, <laughs> rendition of your. <laughs> I, I, I I'm with you, cat. I I Kopi uh, uh, is uh, the cat's name. I'm with you, Kopi. I, I that was my reaction too. <laughs> you pull the the Junji Ito reference out just because I'm a Viz employee, or did you you're just like on you're on beat with that? Well, we we uh we did Uzumaki a while ago, so oh, yeah, totally, totally. Okay, I just I, I don't know. Ito is is an art, is it art is. incarnate. I was a fan of the series mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. It just speaks to my soul. <laughs> yes, you, know, you learn you learn something new about you people that pod with every single time you pod with them. And, <laughs> um, I'm scared about what what Jay's you know. Thing or dreaming about over on her other side of the <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, that that speaks to you. Okay, all right. I, the horror, I mean, the we did an episode on Junji Ito. You did, you did. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock you. I'm just like, I don't, you know, like eh. horrors aren't my favorite. So I'm, I'm always the guy that likes com rom coms and adventures. And yeah, 
action. So I still think one of my favorite moments in that vein is uh, in our first Jujutsu Kaisen episode where uh, Matt learned that Jay and I know more about corpses than he ever wants to. Both? Like, <laughs> what, what do you mean you don't know about corpse oil? Like, we were huge, like, <laughs> Egypt buffs. It's a thing. I thought it, I thought it was yeah. corpse wax. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you could make from corpses. Also that. <laughs> Why don't you people just know this? Like, what? Anyway, <laughs> yours completely normal face compared to this conversation leads us into uh, <laughs> yep. the, the, the punchline of I was personally expecting it to be the wrong cat. But uh, the other of the two obvious ways this could end is that, uh, of course, she already has a boyfriend mm -hmm. who, who appears to work at the restaurant with her is the real like punchline, because I'm like, Frankie, come <laughs> on, buddy, and you go to this restaurant. <laughs> He's an intel guy. He should he have been able people. to pick that up. Yeah. But he's blinded by the pretty lady. <laughs> I'm telling you, one track mind here, guys. One track mind. Just you gotta you gotta simplify all the things you're thinking. Of. Intel. I could understand if he were like some kind of like hermit who only like builds machines, but uh <laughs> this entire still thing a, is making dossiers on people. He's still a hermit though. He's like working God. in this underground like shop. <laughs> Look, he's a he's an intel guy, but he's not a creeper. That you're never gonna get a girl like that. <laughs> I know you gotta creep harder, man. No, 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 no. no the opposite Everyone of that. Do not creep. You're you're as uh, pleased with uh, having helped save the day, and she gets, but uh, until she gets a call that the Thorn Princess has a new client. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. To the back, into the back. tone shift for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the reading, indeed. And uh, yes, this is about the halfway point of our reading, so we are going to take a quick break. We will be back in just a moment, folks. about going fast <laughs> oh god cody fell overboard no cody! Uh, hi guys we're back from the we're back from the mid-roll break slight technical difficulties for our for our good friend cody but he will uh, make his return a little bit later on uh for now we we have to get on a boat oh, wait wait we're not we're not doing a a deep and thorough analysis of chapter 43.1 look Jacob, I appreciate the your as much as well, everybody, everybody else on this podcast. <laughs> but oh, all right, I'll get on the boat. Hey, yours on the boat. That is true. Your that is, is true. Yours on the boat. Yours on the boat. Your, well, yours, yours, on, not, yours on the boat in her cute form. So, yes. Well, Yor is not on the boat yet, because first she must go to the garden in order to get her uh, mission statement from the shopkeeper. Who does not look like a human. He's angular. He's angular. He, he looks like a redead from Ocarina of Time. He's got that face shape. He's just got eyes. I mean, his hair is rad. Oh, that is hair. I thought that was part of his hat. He goes to give Yor the mission and uh, almost stabs her with some pruning shears in order to make sure that uh, the domestic life hasn't dulled her reflexes. 
but she has dodged the attack quite elegantly. And now uh, her mission is not to kill people, at least not explicitly. It is, in fact, to protect someone from being killed. Uh, she is to protect the last surviving members of an underground crime family who have been slaughtered in an underworld coup. <laughs> There's no real, like, gentle way to put that. Yeah. All of them except this lady and her child are dead. The shopkeeper mentions that that family had run the underworld as ethically and honorably as one can run an underworld. And considering mm -hmm. they are part of that underworld, uh, you know, there, there were uh, uh, ties associated with so they're going to do whatever they can to get Widow uh, Okla Gretcher. Mm, Olka Gretcher and her son, Graham, out of the country safely. And uh, we are introduced to the team for this. There is uh, the director. I find it kind of funny that Yor has kind of the most, well, literally flowery name of the various garden assassins that we know, because we have the shopkeeper, the director, and then the Thorn Princess. Yeah, I, I in my mind, I kept thinking of the shopkeeper as the the gardener. <laughs> and it took me a while because yeah. he even he even has that aesthetic to him, too. It wasn't until I was writing it down in my notes that I wrote the shopkeeper that it solidified in my mind. And yeah, they go to uh, get on the ship. Uh, the the way that they're getting this uh this widowed crime family out of the country is uh, by having her sneak out on a cruise liner, where she will then get into another boat and sail to a far distant land away from all this madness. And it is yours mission to keep her safe from the uh, doubtless flocks of other hitmen that are coming after her head for the large bounty that was placed upon it. Unfortunately, because she's going to be away for her family for, you know, a couple of days while she is alone on the mm -hmm. cruise ship without her family. Yes. How terrible. How, how could we uh, lose such a pivotal part of the family, of the, of the spy family? Uh, thankfully, once again, Anya is on the case. <laughs> I love how completely coincident, uh, coincidentally there just happens to be a raffle to go on. How about it? The same cruise. <laughs> Anya uses her psychic powers to uh, scam a scammer that was trying to rig the raffle and, and gets her and Lloyd a pair of tickets to go on the exact same cruise ship. Fortunately, Jeez. Lloyd was able to get the approved time off because, as we determined, his handler Sylvia has been a hard-on boss. Mm-hmm. The yep. Iron Lady. Well, you said it, not me. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she... She says, consider this a uh, another part of your mission. You are to go have fun with your family. It'll help with your cover. But also go have fun with your family because she also, in the previous reading, does have a child who would be around Anya's age. Mm -hmm. And there, uh, yep. someone else in the office is like, by the way, Twilight, she got yelled at by human resources that, that she's pushing us too hard. So, like, this isn't a trap. <laughs> and I'm, oh, okay. I'm just like, you guys are a... A military spy organization? What is your human resources doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it if it works, it works. Actually, given what we learn, I wouldn't be shocked if Wise actually had uh information about the planned terrorist attack on the on the cruise ship, and she's like, I can definitely get Twilight on there. Eh, the, should I tell him about it? Nah, he'll figure it out. <laughs> We don't we don't see any evidence of that, but that does also seem like something Sylvia would do. So 
That's that's mm-hmm. so unlikely though, because the terrorist attack is thought of in the moment on the cruise ship. That wasn't pre-planned. Ah, eh, true. <laughs> like our crew, uh, our family, our spy family is now on the cruise ship, the Princess Lorelei, and uh, we meet with the protectee, the mob widow. Uh, Okla. Uh, early on here, we get something that will be a bit of a through line for the rest of yours character arc throughout this. Uh, she mentions in passing on the way to the ship that uh, she might be thinking about retiring from being the Thorn Princess after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she has a run in with Yuri, who is being a uh, a functioning adult, despite all <laughs> outward appearances, despite despite all of his Yuriness. I mean, say what you want about Yuri. Uh, we get a few like interstitial, like at the beginning and ending of chapter scenes that seems to imply that Yuri has been making it like more of a habit to visit Yor like after his shift mm-hmm. occasionally. So he's like doing the like brother in law thing of like, hey, I stopped by because I'm in the neighborhood. So like he's having a like casual interaction with the family. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's kind of cementing to Yor like I'm having this more like domestic life and my brother doesn't need me to be a caregiver to him anymore so why am i still doing this dangerous work and uh, that will be a through line of her internal monologue throughout this arc as she is uh constantly wondering just exactly what it is she is doing here though for now it is protecting okla who's going by the pseudonym uh shoddy gray which is uh, just the second best pseudonym i have ever heard second only to what her mob bodyguard uh posing as her uh, husband is using as his cover name fur seal gray yes seriously ice this is a this is a series where the main family's secret a- alias is forger uh, I know, but come on. We we missed my favorite part of the Desmond scene where he asks Lloyd's name, and I was waiting for it to, to flip the page going like, that's the stupidest last name I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for Desmond to just completely see through it. You basically said uh, your name is Joe Fake Name. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yes, it is me, John Johnson, esteemed doer of thing at place. I come from Wisconsin. I worked at a cider mill there. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible pseudonyms aside, uh, we are introduced to the protectees. There's a touching scene where uh, Ogla says that she wants to just get out of this crime business and live a quiet life. And... We have a few calm moments with her and Yor getting to know each other. And uh, meanwhile, Anya is being Anya <laughs> with, with Lloyd. They're in the third class part of the ship because they won these tickets in a raffle. <laughs> this must be the not... ship's jail cells. <laughs> I think we've made a wrong turn, Papa. No, this is our room. Get back here. <laughs> but uh, despite the fact that things seem to be going smoothly for the mission at hand, uh, we are quickly uh, disavowed of that notion as uh, it cuts to a man in an unknown location listening in on everything because he has he's put so many bugs in this ship that someone's gonna have to call pest control he's listening to every single feed at once because uh i mean we have we have uh your anya and twilight with their uh ridiculous abilities but we're building up to some boss fights because uh this guy's stick is that he can uh parse through all of the different transmissions at once yeah 
Yeah, J Jacob, I, I just want you to know, if this arc has proven anything to me, it's that if you're an assassin in the spy family universe, you have superpowers, full stop. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Your body is immune to poison, and also she can has perfect has muscle control. And at one point in this, she dodges a <laughs> bullet. Um, <laughs> Superhuman strength and speed, yeah. She gets punched by a man who is basically a gorilla in build and is fine. It is, uh, yours, uh, feats of strength go all the way through the roof. I mean, this still isn't quite as, uh, impressive as, uh, drop kicking the car, but it's, it's close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, unfortunately, thanks to surveillance guy, the assassins have caught wind of, uh, the target's location. Uh, Mr. Director, is able to very painfully murder a man to learn this information. The chaos begins as room service comes to uh, deliver them the order of death. But I didn't order any room service. Did you order this machine gun? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's like a bunch of horror panels. Oh, there are so many horror panels. Uh, one chapter and begin the next. So, man, I kind of wish we'd read this uh, arc before we'd read Gintama, because I remember back then we were like, man, I can't believe they so so much uh, murder in Shonen Jump. And uh, in all fairness, uh, after we did the Gintama episode, uh, Colton actually came back to me going like, hey, you know, Death Note was in Shonen Jump, right? And I'm like, oh, right. That's a fair point. That's a fair we're, point. We're dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We forgot some very basic things, but yeah. There's, there's still an awful lot of murder oh, going no, on. The, the, the amount of murder in this arc is insane. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the the murderous busboy goes to uh, reload and continue attacking when he gets hit in the hand with a dart. <laughs> thrown by the director, which is all the distraction your needs to throw one of her ice spike knives through the door into this man's head and pin him to the wall. I'll ask you to refrain from using firearms when there's a baby present. <laughs> and then we get the my favorite cutaway that happens all the time in this arc uh, outside of the ship splash because they are dumping all the bodies overboard. <laughs> and, dumping and, them all in the ocean. And the director keeps grumpily complaining, can you please leave less of a blood trail? I need to clean this up, you know. Because mm -hmm. um, if there is any, like, sign of ill, uh, Ill goings, misgivings, basically, uh, police are going to get involved. They're going to turn the ship around, and uh, the client cannot escape. The client is not the only VIP here, and the SSS is all over the ship which is giving which is giving lloyd severe anxiety yeah i was gonna say there are a couple of points where lloyd is uh i know i have no reason to be concerned about them right now but i'm me and they're them and this is not gonna not give me conniptions i mean i, I kind of mm. do respect lloyd because he goes on i gotta follow the handler's orders this is a vacation man there is a lot of sss agents here well they're definitely not looking for me if they were looking for me, they probably couldn't find me. Uh, I'm going to try and relax because they're not my business. Oh, God, what's my daughter doing? No, <laughs> <laughs> I, please. Does she resent her papa? 
Meanwhile, Anya's like, I can, with my mind reading powers, I know all about the cool anime battle that's going on, but I can't let Papa know. With my mind reading powers, I'm aware that two out of every five people on this ship is a trained assassin. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> when the ship arrives in port, uh, there's going to be a lot of confusion about why the uh, population dropped by half, but there explicitly is. Handler mentions it at the end of the arc. She's like, yeah, a whole lot of passengers went missing. All of them had fake passports. Curious that. <laughs> the SSS is doing their best to cover it up. Oh my gosh. Uh, we get one of my favorite scenes, just because I, I, I always love this kind of scene of uh, needing to move through a crowd while still doing violence. Like the like the one sequence in, uh, I think it was John Wick 2, when they were going through the train station. And I know that's not how silencers work, but they were shooting at each other through the crowd. John Wick yeah. is a masterpiece. A cinematic John and orchestral masterpiece. It, it all that's, it is. that's how silencers work in the John Wick universe. There's, yeah, yeah. That, there's that, no... that By the way, so silencers aren't entirely silent. We all know that. I'm just saying <laughs> in universe, they definitely in universe, do work, they work that way. Yeah. Yep. Except Yor isn't using a gun. She is throwing buttons ripped off of uh, suit jackets and crushing people's hands. Which begs the question, John Wick or Yor? John Wick. Your, let your. John Wick doesn't have super strength. <laughs> he yeah. is he is motivated by puppies and his wife. Not even really after the first movie. And yours mo And yours motivated by her daughter and her husband. Wow. And her puppy and dog. Yeah. <gasps> I never I'm gonna be quiet now. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I want I to see you. <laughs> I want to see your and John Wick team up. That's was, that's the real. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to ship them, but then that would be weird. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to break up the o OTP. We dovetail into my favorite fight of the manga. Spoilers for later. Anya and Lloyd are at a tacky gift shop. Uh, Anya is being a small child who wants thing. And Lloyd is like, it's it's a tacky toy. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to be being a good dad. Would a good dad buy it, capitulate and buy it for her? Or would he not? I, and he's like really struggling over this. And Hanya's like. He had a soliloquy uh, either at the beginning of this chapter, the uh, beginning of the chapter before where he's like, people fear what they don't know. And what I don't know is the mind of Hanya. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that's how the whole rest of it is framed and it's amazing look lloyd i have uh i have audience omniscience into anya's mind i still don't understand it <laughs> say the same thing but anyway uh anya becomes uh privy to uh one of the assassins walking by getting ready to go and do a battle with yor and he is all oh, right that that's his name old sickle and chain barnaby <laughs> I will never remember that name. <laughs> Me neither. I guarantee you I will forget it later this episode. But uh, he's got a uh, Kasurigama as his weapon, and uh, he is ready to go and uh, murder the absolute hell out of Yor. And well, Anya can't let that happen. She also can't let Lloyd see this battle. <laughs> so her her method to get Lloyd out of the, the picture long enough is... Uh interesting papa you're supposed to be having fun on this vacation but look how stingily you're dressed a person who's having fun would be dressed in all this touristy stuff i will take you're all right. of these clothing items 
I need to go change into them. And then he uses his su- his uh, super spy powers to change immediately. Wait a minute, this looks ridiculous. I need to I need to further optimize this. And Anya's like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I have time. <laughs> the first of many times that Anya is just awesome in this section. Yeah. I just love how I just love how Twilight analysis paralysis is himself <laughs> at every opportunity. Well, really, it's only when it has something to do with Anya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, my dude, you're a dad. It's okay. We love you for it. <laughs> Just accept it. Yes. But uh, Battle is joined with Barnaby and Yor. And uh, this is the first hint that these assassins are nothing to screw with because uh, Yor had been sensing the bloodlust of the other ones. And that is how she was able to uh, be so efficient in her protection. In this, she barely dodged the sickle coming for the coming for her head. Both of them have a like classic shonen battle standoff because they're like they're they're analyzing each other and uh and they're killing intent. He he's impressed that Yor was able to protect herself and both of the uh, uh the VIP and then uh her reaction is I didn't even notice he was there until he swung. Yep. But uh, this is going to cause a scene. Yora's like, we can't cause a scene right now. We can't cause a commotion. And so Anya to the rescue. That was really cool. You go, circus lady. Yay. Is that Anya? Wait, she's acting like she doesn't recognize me. Oh, she doesn't recognize me. That's right. I'm still wearing the the masquerade ball mask. Time to put on a show. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anya's like, oh, good. Mama bought it. My favorite thing in this is uh, Anya's little interstitial thoughts of like what would happen if um if Lloyd saw yeah and she's he's just always the words in her uh, mental projection of him is always just like oh, you're you're an assassin I no longer wish to be married to you nor I have this daughter Anya she will go live in the streets no <laughs> <laughs> gracious me such violence. <laughs> But uh, we have a really flippin' cool fight as uh, the chain and sickle are flashing all around and yours needing to do all these cool acrobatic moves to dodge it. Uh, but she's hesitating. Something is holding her back. and uh, But she's finally able to uh, focus up, get all her killing intent going, and defeat Chain Man in a, a series of very scary panels. She she's really cool. She's drawn like something out of the grudge. <laughs> it's horrifying, but I love it. And uh, she manages to um, bind the guy up and with his Vulcan neck pinch him. Yeah, with his own uh, weapon, which causes him to like bow slightly, and uh, Yor does too, and everyone uh, applauds. <laughs> And then Yor takes him off screen, where I'm sure he was... (laughs) Nothing bad happened. Yep. (laughs) Definitely not killed off screen. (laughs) Yep. Anya uh, saving the day by uh, maintaining Yor's cover with her her comment about it being a performance. Mm -hmm. First of many times, Anya will be amazing in this. And then Twilight is finally done becoming a cool dad. He steps out. I'll take everything, please. Anya, so uncool. What a drag. Look on poor Twilight's face. (laughs) I've never seen a man so devastated. (laughs) What do you mean I'm uncool? (laughs) 
<laughs> but with that over, surely uh, this is going to be smooth sailing from here. We'll just get into another room and nothing else will happen for the rest of the cruise. Uh, unfortunately, this is where we meet Sniff Man. Man who sniff real good. He knows all perfumes by name. Mm, yes, both he of these very common fragrances. But the chance of them being together? Two women wearing these exact fragrances with each other? No, they must be my prey. And I'm like, he, he, he knows all perfumes. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Great job, Sam. You broke that. <laughs> well, no, but the, no, the, the crazy thing is actually, um, I like one of them's the perfume that Okla is wearing. The other, I think it's the cologne that the the mob bodyguard is wearing. Yeah, cause, yeah. Because he mentions because, he mentions that uh, uh, there's someone else. Uh, I know there's another woman with them, and uh, she has no scent. She's not wearing perfume. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, no. He he says he, he says, says it like she has no scent. Like your has somehow doesn't smell of anything well, to improve her assassin look, power. There are two ways to read this. One of them is she's low pro profile, so she's not wearing perfume or he's magic and can smell people down to their body chemistry. Both are equally likely. In, in yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> if this wasn't Spy X family, I would say that he's saying she's not wearing perfume, but this is Spy X family, so I'm not going to make any definitive statements. Mm -hmm. and uh maybe the one i can't smell <laughs> it's like what do you mean you can't smell her maybe? surely even if she's not wearing perfume she should smell like a human a baby's not wearing perfume but smells like a baby Indeed. yeah yeah babies have a distinctive smell i'm told but uh we have a cute scene where they get to their uh they get to their next hideaway room uh the kid is of course terrified because holy crap and we have a uh, a nice moment from uh, no, mob guard yeah, man. No name mob bodyguard who. Oh, no, he has a name. I just can't. I think the, I think the only name we get for him is for Seal Gray, his fake name. Uh, no, we we do learn his real name at some point. Uh, Okla says it's, it. It's right here because she says you're just my husband's employee, and he's like, no, you don't understand how I feel. And I'm like, wait. Is, is he into her? No, he remembers when their mob ran a charity and he was a starving orphan and they gave him a loaf of bread and he was like, that bread was my best friend. And I'm like, what? Oh, buddy, no, that's not. What? <laughs> well, no, yeah. specifically, she gave him the loaf of bread. Yeah. yeah, but like he was saying, it was in the context of that mob family's mm. charity. That's why he's so loyal to yes. the family. Unfortunately, he is still rather cowardly, but in an endearing way. <laughs> yeah, I, I the thing I really like about him, because it's like a really subtle moment. It's literally one panel, but he notices that she like like she's trying to calm her baby down. And uh, he notices that she's shaking and obviously utterly terrified. So he he makes a fool of himself and he basically voices everything that's going on in his head, which he kind of does for the rest of uh, the time he's on on page. But again in an endearing way and uh, he mm -hmm. does that to um keep her from panicking and it, it's a really cute moment i i appreciate it 
Indeed. See, he's such a minor side character to the point where uh, we're not sure what his real name is. And yet, you know, Spy X Family is so good at characters. He's he's a really wholesome, uh, you know, character in spite of how minor he she, is. She definitely calls him by his name in that scene. I just for the life of me can't remember it. Zeb, I found it. Oh, okay. Zeb, that was Oh, it. good. That's not a real name. That's why I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys, he was a zebra this entire time. <laughs> that explains it all. Yeah, no, it's, it, you know, it's it's one of those ones where, like, you know, I mean, to a large extent, it's, it, it's a uh, pretty, you know, stock backstory for a character, but it's really endearing and it's well done. But yeah, uh, now that there's a bit of a, a lull in the fighting, one of the things that Yor realizes is that if she had been uh, wounded badly enough that she couldn't explain where she got the injury from, uh, she'd have to let like, how could she explain that to Lloyd and Anya, who, you know, Yor thinks is just, you know, normal Estonian citizens. She recalls uh, a bit of a conversation that she had had with Okla when uh, they were getting to know each other, where Okla being, you know, a, a wife of a mob boss, uh, immediately understood you know why your had that family and she's like they're just your cover family right and uh your is uh contemplating what she's doing here but uh this has all been a bit too heavy so we need some comedy so we have a day with uh anya and lloyd anya wants to ditch lloyd and go help mama with her mission and so she she keeps trying to do things that she thinks lloyd would like but is constantly finding them more fun than he is. So she gets wrapped <laughs> up in them. And he's just too efficient at everything. So he's tearing through the stuff and Anya's just caught having fun. My man Lloyd, while they go to the ship's library, just goes, I've read all the books in this library. And I'm like, what the hell, Lloyd? Read reading. What? He has to be efficient with reading when he's a spy. Oh, I, yeah. I thought the implication was he was just like, I've already read every book in this library previously. And I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> I think both of those uh, I think both of those interpretations are valid because I, I was in the camp with Matt. <laughs> That's the kind of absurd nonsense I expect from uh, Twilight. But we do have a rather sweet moment where Anya is very frustrated with herself for keep getting distracted by having fun with Papa. <laughs> well, I hate trying... it when that happens. I'm having too much wholesome family time with my father. I need to go help my mom with, without raising so suspicion. And and Twilight's like, what? A, I, I don't know. Why understand. is she mad? I thought she was having fun. Is it and, me? Does she hate me that much? And uh, Anya... You know, every good lie has a kernel of truth in it. Uh, and Anya says, I mean, we're having we've had all this fun and we're having dinner right now and it's really nice. But Mama's not here and I miss her. It's always more fun when both of you are here. And it's really and sweet. Lloyd smile. Or, yeah, I'll, I'll say Lloyd instead of Twilight. Lloyd smiles the most dad smile he's done this entire time. Yes. <laughs> even even the cold spy's heart is melted by and I Anya's love it. sparkling eyes. All right. Happy fun time feelings over. Back to the chaos. They are getting ready to move the move the target off of the boat during the fireworks show. Anya is uh, getting back focused again. Uh, this will not last long, but don't worry. She'll do cool things again uh, in a minute um, mm -hmm. <laughs> because she inevitably gets distracted by the fireworks. Uh, Anya uh, says that she wants to see the fireworks to um, 
uh, to find uh, your yeah. And we do get another uh, very blessed image of Anya <laughs> riding on Lloyd's shoulders. Man, I I really love the scenes with the fireworks show because they have these two like diametrically opposed like scenes, and they like the way the panels are structured. It's the same geometry, like it's the same like shapes and everything. And but one of them is you're fighting a bunch of assassins <laughs> and the other is a bunch of people watching fireworks. And you'll get like the fireworks shooting off as the same exact pattern as a blood splatter. Like it's oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it it hits that wholesome beat as well. This is the mm -hmm. most uh, dynamic the action scenes of Flyx family have gotten. I, it, it almost it almost feels like a disservice to do a play by play because, you know, hopefully you've already done the reading. But if you hadn't, like, you absolutely should. This is something to be experienced. We, we can't do a play by like it's it's like it's it would be describing a mostly visual medium is the thing like cool it's an extremely epic battle your dodges bullets uh Actually. takes massive hits yeah we, well we explained this earlier we do have some good comedy beats where director is there he's there to both assist in the combat and also to clean up all the blood this is where most of the um, side of the ship splash uh moments come from and then eventually we get like a parade of uh, i am the next gimmick boss and then the next panel is his director cleaning the their body up i am the next gimmick boss <laughs> your kills so many people and does not care and i love it like uh She's a machine. She's ripping people apart. At one point in her like main battle against a guy who's like fighting 1v1, she worries for her life for a second, but it's not actually about her life. She's like, wait, if I die, who's going to pick up Lloyd's shirt from the dry cleaner? She took a nasty blow to the head and so she's disoriented. And so she's thinking about what needs to be done for like chores for the family. But she's like, wait a minute. No, I'm in a fight. Uh, it's... Why am I getting in these fights anyway? As another important element is that the the perfume guy who uh, his uh, his Tanjiro powers are as uh, gimmick as gimmicky as he gets. Otherwise, he just has a gun. He says, uh, hey, look, we're all professionals here. If you back off, we'll give you a share of the of the hit on Okla. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, while she's contemplating that, uh, one of the more powerful of the assassins who had, you know, survived her initial onslaught is able to give her a hard whack in the head. And I mean, one of the really great things is in the previous reading section, we had things like uh, you're kicking the car and that like she has this like incredibly badass moment. But then it ends up getting undercut with a joke because, you know, just because of the dynamic of like the way that, you know, what the characters are doing to to get in the way of the, you know, the family being honest with each other and being whole. There are, uh, you know, there are the occasions where you kind of have to like throw Twilight a bone. Um, but like there there's a chapter that just ends with her like, you know, standing up with resolve and it like. <laughs> She's just so cool. Oh, man. Meanwhile, while all Gore's uh, cool stuff has gone on, uh, the fight actually goes a bit beyond the fireworks show. And we get the main subplot, which is uh, Lloyd overhears the crew talking. Uh, there, There's a bomb? Oh, my God. JC, a bomb. I think he lip reads, but regardless, he, he finds out about there being a, a bomb hidden in the uh, bilge of the ship. 
And obviously Anya learns of this too, because Lloyd's immediate reaction is, I gotta go do Twilight things, but like Anya's here. How, how do I, how do I put her somewhere safe? but still be able to do things. And then Anya uh, notices there's like a little daycare thing. Anya saves the day as she is able to uh, get away from Twilight so he can go do Twilight things. And she immediately boogies out of the daycare to go help Mama, like she's been trying to do all day. <laughs> the poor daycare lady. <laughs> oh, the daycare lady's hilarious, though, because <laughs> when, when uh, well, I, I just want to cut to the end of Anya's bit because she gets caught again after helping find a bomb in, because um, there's more than one bomb. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, she finds a bomb mm. in a clock and then is going to run off to find another one when the daycare lady catches her and is just like, hey, little miss, where did you think you were going? You gave me a heart attack. And she's like, I, I really had to go to the bathroom real bad. And she's like, well, tell me next time we're going to go back to the daycare. And she's just like, but there's another bomb. And the daycare lady's like, look, if you want to drop another bomb, we better go to the bathroom. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a it is a great, hilarious uh, ending to this. Uh, Twilight disguises himself as uh, as a sailor and, you know, goes with an ex-Navy cover story so that he can disarm the bomb the bomb because they don't know there's more than one yet and he's able to disable it but he realizes this single bomb going off wouldn't have really done anything like it would have you know some some compartments of the ship would have flooded but it wouldn't have done any real damage there has to be more and that's when you know the the rest of uh twilight subplot and most of the rest of anya's subplot is um looking for the rest of the bombs Yep, and they find all but one of them, the bomb in the clock uh, on the upper decks amongst all the people, because, uh, uh, spoiler alert, the guy that planted all the bombs was a uh, listening surveillance bug man, and he's a real piece of work, and he, he wanted to uh, listen in through his bugs at the sound of all the people screaming as the ship exploded. He's a real nice guy. Well, specifically because he wanted to reignite the war between mm -hmm. East and West because he made it look like the bombs were made in the, in West. the West. So, um, and the other, the other advantage it had, he had actually overheard some of the other assassins saying, eh, that guy isn't worth the money we paid him. We'll just kill him and take his share after this is over. And like, even if that hadn't happened, this guy was basically like, okay, that's fine. I was planning on killing all of the assassins and the target by sinking the ship to get all of the money anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's making his escape in a in a lifeboat. One of the guy uh, sniff man who your beat the crap out of. And actually, your didn't beat the crap out of him. He got shot. Yeah, the, the director was able to, yeah, hit him a few times. Mm -hmm. But he he manages to uh, get into the lifeboat as well. It's like, so you were planning on blowing up the ship. Well, I guess we're having a cool standoff here in the boat now. And we're just going to have to decide which one of us is going to survive in the trip back to shore. Why is the clock falling down on us? Kaboom! <laughs> because uh, Anya was able to, without giving away her uh, telepathy, was, uh, hey, someone wiped a booger off on that clock, mister. And, and the guy's like, I'm looking for a bomb. I don't really have time for this. Uh, maybe she misinterpreted someone messing with the clock because... They were planting a bomb. Oh. That's unlikely, but I better check. And then, oh my god, the oh my god, there's a bomb in the clock. <laughs> Which Anya, we're not, we don't have time. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, we need to disarm it. Twilight, there's no time! Rips clock off of stand, runs and throws it off the ship. No, no, Twilight, that is time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, like, like here's the other thing. That was, that was the uh, last of the awesome things that Anya did. But I do want to rewind a little bit because, uh, granted, this is part of the really epic fight scene, so I won't linger on the uh, combat as awesome as it was. Yor had been uh, disarmed uh, earlier in the fight and she had been fighting hand to hand for a while. And because the last of the bad guys standing was a uh, guy with a katana, she couldn't like close in to finish him off. And um, Anya finds uh, that one of, uh, finds one of her like needle things that had fallen onto a lower deck. And there is like an entire page of Anya winding up to throw it. The way it's framed, the the last panel of the of the page before you turn has it like in midair. And I'm thinking, oh, Anya, you're so tiny. There's no way you have the upper body strength to be able to throw it that high. And then you turn the page and the actual punchline is that it's in a uh, completely impossible to notice place. But it's like. She threw it that hard and was able to get it. Is she like still training with Yor? Like, that's so cool. It's like, oh no, Yor will never find it unless two goons happen to bumble over it. <laughs> Goon it up. <laughs> and Anya, uh, exactly as planned. And you know what, Anya? I'm giving you full marks for that because you were never on the top deck because it's not available to passengers. So <laughs> you get full marks for that. I believe it. Uh, and thankfully, this allows Yor to retrieve her weapon and finish fight in spectacular style. And uh, that's that that is when we get to uh, the bit with the last bomb and uh, all of the stuff that we mentioned previously. Mm -hmm. And the wrap up for this is uh, just a whole bunch of cute family stuff, including a uh, rather amusing chapter of Anya returning to school. Uh, fibbing about her oh, whoa, adventures. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't just skim over that part. <laughs> well, we get <laughs> we get a whole chapter of just absolutely like amazingly wholesome. Yeah, uh, because they they, they they make the drop off. The client is able to escape safely, um, mm -hmm. and then uh, Yor is given a reward by the director that there's still one day left of the cruise. Go on the expedition with your family. And she's like, okay, but I can't wear a swimsuit because I've got a chest scar from all that fighting. And then eventually they're just like, hey, we're doing all these beach things. Let's go scuba diving. And then Twilight is weirdly into scuba diving. He's like, no, we need to go scuba diving. And she's well, like, mm -hmm, he notices I... he notices how much Anya wants to. Yeah, but like, even then, he's weirdly go like, no, Yor, we all need to do it as a family. And yours is like, I can't wear a bathing suit. And then all of that, like, lead up is completely unnecessary. She's like, oh, wait, no, scuba suits don't. They're not like bikinis. Uh, they're actually cover a lot. So it's like, oh, OK, cool. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite moments. Ah, fantastic. One of my favorite moments is actually in the scuba diving section where they're like looking at all of the like uh sea life beneath them and there's twilight in the corner stanced up with his arms crossed oh my favorite part is you're looking at all the poisonous tropical fist going looks tasty <laughs> <laughs> but, um yeah essentially uh your has way too much fun after not sleeping for two days uh and mm -hmm. falls asleep standing up against twilight and he's like oh no well guess i'm carrying her because she's out and then anya's just like 
I'm tired. I want to go to sleep too. And I'm like, honey. <laughs> and then Twilight begrudgingly carrying two people. <laughs> but it's still such a blessed image. It's cute. <laughs> but it's a is adorable. Anyway, uh, we find out that luckily this whole vacation happened when Anya had a week off of school, so that's convenient to find out now. Um, <laughs> that wasn't established at the beginning of this arc. Um, and essentially, she goes off on this long tirade where she's like, "Yeah, I went on a cruise ship. Wasn't that cool?" And literally, no one's impressed. Like, yeah, no, we go on that all the time because we're rich, Anya. Oh, you you were in third class. Oh, that's really sad. You're bragging about that. She's like, but there was a bunch. Of I fought a bunch of co I fought a bunch of villains. Villains? That's really cool. And then keeps Show lying from. And then she keeps lying more and more and more. And then she like. Well, it's like that's the thing. It starts off as the truth, but when they a combination of aren't impressed and don't believe her, she starts exaggerating. <laughs> And eventually, like, she gets, like, yelled at, I think. It, it gets brought back home for some reason. That's not really the point, though, because uh, uh, Yuri's over having dinner, and um, essentially it comes up that she brought up all these lies she told at school. And uh, it's got one of my favorite panels, because it's Twilight inside his head going like, well, obviously, if you're going to tell a good lie, you've got to go by a kernel of truth, and it's got to be believable. And it's it's like... And then his in reality is like, uh, lying's bad. <laughs> and then Yuri going like, liars are scum and filth that need to be crushed and destroyed. And they are the antithesis of this. And he's just like, liars are bad. And then yours is just like, yeah, you're right. I think having a life, like it's better to be honest with people because that's really good. And really just living with life of a lie is not helpful to anyone. Drop a beat, turn the page. All three of them realize they're currently living a lie in this panel. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> the looks on their faces are so great. And then there's Anya nodding to this. Being a liar seems pretty rough. I'm going to try to stop. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I love this story because this panel at the end is spy family. Like this yes. panel. Yeah, that is the joke consistently. Everyone is lying to each other. I, I literally I saw that panel and I said, man, eh, runs in the family. <laughs> oh, it would just would be so much more cohesive if they were just honest with each other. Seriously, they could both take turns watching Anya, keeping her out of trouble where mommy and daddy come home after a tough job and take care of each other's wounds and that family would be much less cohesive if everyone was honest with each other because yuri would try and arrest twilight well yeah yeah uh, <laughs> he would try and it would be hilarious yuri i i think yuri can stay out of the loop yeah that's the thing i really want uh your anya and twilight to all be honest with each other but that is also how the series ends so I wanted a lot, but I am also okay with uh, waiting for so it. I'm pretty sure that Yuri, with his love of Yor, might literally just die of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be bad. As 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 problematic as Yuri is, uh, he he is endearing in his own way, and Yor loves her brother. So, yep. And then unfortunately, it wouldn't be half as funny. It would be much cooler though. <laughs>
All right, and uh, thus concludes our reading of Spy X Family for this week. Getting into discussion, I feel like I should start with our dear friend of the pod, Mr. Jump Cody. Uh, favorite character in this reading? Oh, man. Uh, guys, that's so hard. It's so hard. That's <laughs> such a hard discussion point. Um, that's not like Goku Vegeta hard, but it's no, it's, Vegeta <laughs> wins by far. There's something that's so easy. But, uh, yeah, this is harder than Goku Vegeta. Yeah, it is. It is. I was trying to like play on that a little bit. Um, I for me, I gotta go. I gotta go Lloyd. I gotta go Twilight. Um, because I, I enjoy the James Bond, I enjoy the, the action, the uh, debonair, but I also enjoy the like a little bit of cluelessness and trying to be a dad. I think I think that, mm -hmm. that that ties it all together. Uh, but Anya's up there. Anya is a close like like I said, the Calvin and Hobbes thing just really resonates with me as a fan favorite of mine. And uh, yeah, but Lloyd Lloyd brings it all brings it all home for me. It's hard to say anybody else really. Like Lloyd didn't get a lot of action in this particular reading. It was primarily your stroke Anya focused. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So of course, Yor and Anya were at their absolute peak. But I just had I had so much fun with Lloyd <laughs> flubbing at being a dad. Yes, that, he's that trying. Was... He's trying so hard, and he's not getting very far. <laughs> but he's trying. That's sometimes all you can do as a dad. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Matt, how about you? Favorite character? Oh, I gotta, I gotta go with Lloyd for this reading. It's, it's yours show. She's got a lot going on, especially in the whole cruise ship arc. Uh, Anya's real fun, but Lloyd actually not knowing what's going on for the first time in the manga is great. Like him just reacting and like, oh, well, I've got to be on vacation. Ugh. And just trying to be a cool dad. Some of the best comedy beats I've read in this, like really just, mm-hmm. Like, Yor steals the show, but then Lloyd's on the side just looking around confused, and I'm like, hey, there, I see you there. <laughs> yep, I, I would say that, uh, uh, yeah, I would agree that, like, Yor has the best moments in this, but uh, Lloyd is the most consistently just uh, <laughs> being very entertaining. Uh, how about you, Jay? Hmm. Very difficult question. Very, very difficult question indeed. I would have to say, depending on the context, would have to be either Anya or Yor. Yor, for obvious reasons, she kicks ass, and Anya for just being an adorable little peanut. Both very fair. <laughs> very fair reasons. That's all you need. Uh, so, and now, uh, Jacob, favorite character, hard mode. You can't say Bond. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 Worf. Worf. Um, you know, honestly, um, even though even though I was <laughs> I was probably at some point going to make the, the joke that Bond was my favorite character, um, you know, I'm actually in the same camp with uh, Jay that Yor and Anya did stand out to me more than uh, Twilight did. Like, I loved his stuff, too. But um, those two were definitely my easy top two. But actually, my number one was absolutely Anya. Because I the sheer amount of character development that um, she showed throughout it, especially on the ship, it's like Anya is absolutely hilarious. She had really, really cool moments and like she had some really, like, really cool, like, you know, character developing moments of, you know, like the stuff that we mentioned with Anya being that very Calvin and Hobbes sort of well-written child character with all the natural flaws a child should have. But you also were, uh, you know, one thing that I noticed was how much Anya is 
overtly growing in in such a natural way and it just it makes me love her so much mm-hmm. absolute fantastic character 10 out of 10 like all of them are yeah <laughs> damn it why is this manga so good at characters didn't emphasize it enough at the beginning today you you emphasized it quite a bit and i feel like i feel like we can't overstate it we had a fairly wide selection of fights both serious and jokey favorite fight in this uh particular uh reading section uh cody how about you what uh, what what did you think was the best uh punch him up definitely uh your stole the show in, on the on the mm-hmm. cruise ship every fight was uh, and i know that's an arc i can't like yeah point, mm-hmm. but like Vandal's business on so many levels in that arc. Fantastic. And you're on boat. <laughs> you're on a boat means badass. That's all I can say. I, yes. So many different panels. I can't, I can't just name an exact one. I, and I, I, I hope that doesn't sound like a cop-out answer. I just, the whole arc was so cool. That's fair, given how, how big that arc was. Oh, not yeah. In the, not in the <laughs> sense of length, but in the sense of, like, how much good was in it. It was just under attack the entire time, and she handles it every step of the way and like the fact that lloyd doesn't even get like really involved at all like really brought that back like again like jay's point of your and and anya being her the favorite like the favorites of this 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 section of reading is can you cannot understate that enough because like you you can't understand you just gotta give it full credit because i relate to lloyd a little bit more and like his character and sure it's fun and adventurous like mangaka does such a great job of making those two characters so badass in their own right and gives everyone that equal credit so i just i gotta stress that like mm-hmm. your your was the badass of of this especially the boat arc the cruise ship arc yes uh i would say that my favorite of the of the various scraps of course it involves your but uh it was her versus um i forget his actual name he did have one but uh chain whip man oh did he have a the- name he had an actual name. Anya just didn't remember it properly uh-huh. because she read it out of his mind and then m- mispronounced it to her peers. But that one, uh, that had my favorite kind of fighting, which is uh, crazy acrobatics. And I find chain weapons always ca- uh, are cause for cool dynamic fight scenes. And it involved some good character growth uh, or it, it uh, catalyzed some character growth in your, which is also very... Uh, very necessary and important so yeah that's my pick uh let's go in reverse order jacob i'm absolutely with you on that one sam the guy with the kasurigama uh was 100 percent my uh, my favorite of the like individual fights that we got you know, it, it's something that like it it reaches its final conclusion in that big epic uh you know like katana fight at the very end which is also you know, absolutely freaking spectacular, but, and it's like, that is such a close second, but, you know, when I, when I think about, you know, which one, like, I go back to, you're putting together into her own head why she's not on her A-game. It's that sort of, like, element of, like, the mind games in a fight scene, but, like, she's playing them with herself. Her, you know, piecing together, you know, why she feels this way was what propelled her through a lot of her character development over the course of the rest of uh, the section of fights. Jay, favorite fight in this particular segment? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's it. All right. <laughs> a seconding for that, for that answer, which is fair. Well, there you go, Cody. I'm really glad that you agree with me on that one. 
<laughs> you have a second in this. I was, I was about to about to turn in my crit, critic badge here, and you just straight up, <laughs> you just straight up backed me up. All right, and Matt. Uh, the one where Anya threw a knife up onto the roof blind, a guy tripped on it and shot his friend in the back and then knocked himself unconscious, giving Anya a body count of two. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Yeah, no, no I'm, I'm with you on that one. That was the one that made me, I like, I screen capped that and sent it to my uh, D&D group. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure uh, Anya isn't short because she's a child. She's short because she's a halfling because her luck is extraordinary. <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, that honestly, that's my third. Uh, Something that's going to be, like, uncovered in a therapy session. I murdered two people <laughs> when I was eight. <laughs> For, forget the, forget the guy that was mean, the rich kid that was mean to me in school, like. Yeah, that, people, people think Anya needs to go to therapy because of Damien, but she actually needs to go to therapy because she takes after Mama a little too much. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, uh, let's see. Yeah, I, she's so I badass actually... in chapter 52, man. She's just hacking everybody up. The guy with the bullet, the bullet hole. Mm. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. Ah. <laughs> just like reliving every second. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, the chapter where she just goes full, like, White Reaper style and murderizes an entire group of people. It's insane. A small army. Oh, I, again, um, the Forgers are all just exults. I, I, I say it every time we do this particular uh, property, but it's true. And uh, I, I don't think that this is a question that I need to ask anybody here. Would you continue reading? Yes. Of course. Heck yes. Yes, yes absolutely the heck you guys didn't notice the really terrible moment in the chapter like 53 like come on it sucked, like, it sucked. <laughs> yeah that, that, ruined, yeah, that ruined the whole thing forever serious is getting canceled did you see it coming no of course not sorry please 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 no sarcasm there sarcasm sarcasm, yeah. sarcasm. they're gonna come for you on instagram <laughs> look 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 if if um if spy x family uh were to get canceled i feel like we'd have that uh bus jacking scene from sakamoto days and whilst i would not oh, condone no. it i would completely understand oh man uh yes yep i, huh. I second that second that statement exactly. but oh, yeah uh, that that brings us to the end of this episode uh as always cody uh thanks for being on uh have the floor um where can people find more from you yeah, uh, you can follow me at Jump Cody on Twitter, uh, where I much retweet a lot of Shutter Jump and give my own thoughts sometimes. Um, and as we discussed, I'm working on something new, new soon so that you can follow me on. So hopefully next time I'm on, uh, you guys can give me feedback on on my new project I'm working on. So um, yeah, hope you guys are. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, um, yeah, so yeah, you can follow me there. And thanks for having me on as usual. Uh, this is always a fun time, and it, it really. Let's me um a get to podcast some more as as my role at Viz has kind of changed and I'm doing a lot more uh, marketing work um and still getting to enjoy the chapters and just share with an audience the love of our our series that we have at Viz and at Shonen Jump because they're all so freaking amazing um stressing this one importantly every single chance i can <laughs> uh, so please read it uh and yeah just no oh, thanks for having me guys and uh love love doing this stuff so hopefully uh more and more i just you know call call on your friend anytime i would love to be on as much as possible absolutely once i bully everybody into reading more Yu Gi Oh, you're you're definitely gonna be at the top of the list for guest spot 
Oh man, if only someone Ooh. could take my place for a Yu-Gi-Oh episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, no, I mean, you let me know what series you want to talk about. Uh, I'd I'd be happy happy to do it. Um, it's it's the OG that kind of got me into Shonen Jump uh, back in the day. I mean, Dragon uh, obviously obviously Dragon Ball is Dragon Ball Z, right? Was uh, such a thing for for us all. Oh God, why? I, I too am a child of the '90s. I'm right there yeah, with you. Right, like there was nothing like Toonami introduced me to anime, and then literally <laughs> grocery stores had Shonen Jump in the magazine racks, and I was like, "Oh, that's Goku, that's Yugi." Like, what are they doing on a magazine? And the next thing you know, I'm reading their comics, right? Like, so um, literally my my Shonen Jump before origin you. story right there, and and a quick summary. So, um, <clears> and now here we all are. Yeah, yeah. Without those two characters, I would not be here. So, um, I always give it that. Now, would Black Clover be the series that brought me back into Shonen Jump? Yes. Would Would Hearted Bull Cop and Dolphin really uh, open up my brain to like more than just the typical like beat 'em up, fight 'em up Shonen Jump manga? Heck yeah, right. And this and this is one of those series that did that as well. So, um, I love I love Spy Family. I loved Hearted Bull Cop and Dolphin. Uh, right. I've, I've expanded my brain, but obviously that's the Shonen. It's still the Shonen world, and there's so much else out there. So. Um, I I need to listen to your guys' podcasts and uh, some other manga explaining podcasts. I'll give them some props. They they cover a lot of great uh, series and and things. So so much out there in the manga world that we barely skim the surface on. So just happy to be a part of a small section of it. And we are absolutely happy to have you. Thanks, thanks, guys. And you can find us on all of the social medias where we are at Over Manga Cast, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're on Instagram as well. Heck yes. Jay's been talking a lot about the uh, Spikes family Instagram <laughs> sphere this episode. Yeah, fine. I gotta. I only follow you guys on Twitter. I'm following you on other things. Hang on. I'm gonna find that. Make that happen. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, feed the algorithm. <laughs> and of course, uh, you can like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube, where you can comment on individual episodes. And of course, we love getting uh, reviews from you on uh, your podcatcher of choice. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you want us to read. And uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, especially if you have any requests for series you'd like to read, uh, reach out to us. We'd uh, love to uh, hear them. And, you know, maybe once in a blue moon, we'll decide, hey, that's a really good idea. We're going to read that series. Sam, what what series would that be? Ah, well, next week we are taking a look at Kikaishi, chapters 1 through 19. We'll catch you all next Thursday for that one. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Toodles.